Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forest Dyer Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? How's the form, bud? All good, man. All good. Um, this episode's probably coming a day or two later. Uh, had had an addition to the farm here. Uh, thanks for all the kind messages. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Um, so just in case you're wondering why we're there too late, that's why. But uh, all is good here, and here we are bringing you the latest on the MMA scene in Ireland and the world. Yeah, Ross. Congratulations, bud. Um, you're gonna have to tell the millions and millions of people uh, what the the baby's name is and uh, how much he weighed and what and what what weight <laughs> category is he gonna compete at when he turns sixteen. Well, if he's anything like me, he'll be the heavyweight champion of the world. So uh, you up the grazing, but uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the crack. Um, but come here, Baz. What's lined up for the day or today's show? Because uh, that was on you this week, bud. Yeah. Okay. Well, this week is actually just absolutely action packed. You see, two ninety eight is going down this weekend. Uh, there's also a load of talk, and the card has been announced for Bellator Belfast, and this weekend as well for Irish MMA Cage Legacy Twenty is going down. So it's uh it's going to be myself and Ross today. So if you are new to the show, make sure to like and subscribe because we are here every week, aren't we, Ross? No matter how many kids we have. That's it, bud. We're here every week. We don't miss. Yeah. Um, uh, Ross, UC 298 this weekend in Los Angeles, not Miami. Main event, Ilya Topuria against the champ, Alex Volkanovsky. What do you actually make of this main event? I think this is a very, very difficult fight for Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, I think especially coming off a knockout loss to Islam Makachev, uh, Ilya Topuria hits really, really hard. Um, he throws some heavy hands in there. His boxing is incredible. Um, his all-round game seems to be really, really good. Uh, he's got some mission wins as well. His wrestling seems on point. I think he could be the kryptonite to Alexander Volkanovsky uh, on this occasion, Basma. What do you think? Uh, well, the, the only the only issue is, right, there's been a load of talk about Volkanovsky's age. And also, he's coming off that, lo- that knockout loss to Islam Makachev. But I still believe he is the best featherweight in the world. And I think, like, Taporia is obviously very good. He's still very young. I think he's only, like, 27, maybe 28. But I still think that Volkanovski is going to get the win. Even though he said that his kids are afraid that Islam Makachev will come back and break into the house. But uh, <laughs> I still think that Volkanovski is going to win it. Interesting one. Interesting one. Oh, I haven't bought too much into the age factor. What is it? Any welterweight over the age of 35 who's the champion hasn't been able to defend it. Uh, it's just... It's it's a real stat that you just like pull out and like. Well, Bar Woodley twice. Yeah, Bar Woodley twice. I I think it's below welterweight. I think anyone lightweight and below. But uh, okay. like those weight classes haven't been around as long as the other weight classes, and obviously athletes are ever evolving. And um, with that comes longevity in people's careers. Like um, even sure look at Messi. What was he? Thirty seven winning the World Cup. You know what I mean? Still, yeah. still uh, towards the peak with powers. Maybe not as very, very best, but still one of the best footballers in the world. Still picked up a Ballon d'Or, so I suppose you could yeah. argue that he was the best uh, footballer that year. That's what the Ballon d'Or really means. So, 
yeah, look, Volk seems like a serious athlete. He's been an athlete all his entire life, um, from playing rugby league to becoming UFC champion. So I wouldn't doubt him. Uh, I just think the knockout loss recently uh, plays more of a factor for me uh, than his age does. And Tapura hits like a truck. So that's that's what I'm basing it, uh, basing it off. But again, like I wouldn't be surprised to see Volk win. Like he is the elite of the elite. He's arguably the greatest featherweight of all time. I personally still have uh, McGregor down there for the greatest of all time. I know people go, oh, that's just because you're Irish. But uh, I suppose when you look at it, McGregor beat Aldo, he beat Holloway. And when he went up to lightweight, he claimed the belt. So for me, like that's that's the greatest featherweight of all time for me. But look, each their own, as they say. If you have to put money on, what, what, would, you, what would you go with? I don't know. Um... I'm going to go with Taporia. I think, you know, he's got a few first round finishes in his career with the hands. And, you know, when he got a submission win over Bryce Hall, like, obviously, that means, you know, he can do it on the deck. So, um, because obviously, Bryce Hall's quite submission expert himself. So, I I think Taporia is dangerous everywhere. Bryce Mitchell, man. Yeah. You're saying Bryce Hall. I was like. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. He, he, previously, he beaten Ryan Hall, so that's probably where I was getting that. Uh, Bryce Hall. You're thinking of, you're thinking of Sean Tucker. Strickland. You're, t- you're thinking of Sean Strickland calling out Bryce Hall. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> we'll let you away with that this time, Ross, right? Um, I'm going to go Volkanovski as well. I just, well, I, like, I know you're going to Poria, but I'm going to go Volkanovski in this one. Um, let us know who you think is going to win. Bryce Hall... <laughs> Or Volk. Uh Ross in Taporia or Volk Matt's going to What? <laughs> Taporia or Volk Matt's going. <laughs> I know I just said pros off the crack. Um Ross, before we get into Ian Gary's fight, Robert Whitaker is taking on Paolo Costa. Uh when you when you look at when this fight was announced, I actually didn't think it was gonna go down, but both lads are in LA and both lads are ready to rock. Yeah, this is one of those ones where like every time Paolo Costa's announced a fight, you go, Oh brilliant, and then you realise that he doesn't show up for his fights. Uh so look there's a couple of days left before this uh this actually goes down, so we'll see. I'm still skeptical. Um, hope they're both there though. Much wine. Hope he doesn't drink too much wine before, the night before the fight. When I'm looking at this fight as well, I just think that Robert Whitaker will win it. Yeah, see, I, I think Robert Whitaker has a chance of getting the belt back again. If he fought Duplessis again, I think like he could make the adjustments to win. Um, as opposed to Paolo Costa. I just don't know how serious he's taking this career in MMA. Like, he's smashing out Twitter like there's no tomorrow or X or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know if I'm buying his seriousness to his career. Like, he's shown up, like, way overweight before for certain fights. So, like, I don't know what that's all about. But uh, Robert Whitaker is a consummate professional, really nice guy, former middleweight champion of the world. And I think a win here could get him back in the title contention. Yeah, you never know. A quick win and he could... uh... Headline UC 300, maybe. Um, maybe, who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go Whitaker as well, man. Okay, Ross, the, the fight that the whole country of Ireland and the whole country of Brazil that we'll, we'll be definitely checking out is Ian Machado, Gary, aka the future, taking on Jeff Neal. This fight was originally scheduled before Jeff Neal had to pull out. Ian then um, fought and um, destroyed Neil Magny. And now this one's finally gone down in LA. 
First of all, what you make it a hype for this fight as well? Because this is coming off Ian getting all this backlash. Now, the backlash is sort of the hype has calmed down a bit. But uh, what you make of this fight, Ross? Yeah, I think obviously going into UFC 296, there was going to be a lot of people who had a lot to say about Ian Gary at that press conference. For this press conference, there's going to be next to no one bar Jeff Neal who has something to say at this press conference. Uh, I think I saw the two of them ran into each other on the first embedded. Uh, or maybe it, was, maybe it was just a clip the UFC put out when uh, Ian arrived in LA. Uh, sort of fighter arrivals, we'll call it. Um, seems to be and what happened? Enough. It, it, Ian just sort of went up and said hello to him and that was sort of it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that replays really out. Um, look, in terms of the fight itself, like obviously Jeff Neal's got power in his hands. He's, they don't call him hands of steel for nothing. Uh, he, he, he will pose some difficulties and some danger, but I actually just think Ian Gary's too good. He has too much skills. He has, you know, too much variety in his strikes to to really be uh, challenged here by Jeff Neal. But again, it, it is MMA. Anything can happen. Jeff Neal can put people's lights out. But I would strongly favor Ian Gary to win this fight. Yeah, I think that a lot of talk about Ian going around from different camps last time. Mm. Now that he's actually just based himself in Brazil, done the whole camp there, basically. Um, the the sort of online abuse he was getting has sort of died down. He's also turned his comments off on Instagram as well, so that's definitely going to help. Um, I think that 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 wave has sort of died down that he can solely concentrate on this fight. Mm. And I think like if Ian goes in and performs the way Ian normally performs, um, I think he should get the finish potentially in round three. Yeah, I think with Ian is love him or hate him. He's got the skills to pay the bills. Um, you can disagree with his nomadic approach to training, but at the end of the day, he's he's uh, fourteen. No, that all means a lot. He's never lost, so his 13. method might be unconventional, but I'll, I'll tell you this: it works out for him. Yeah, and as you said, love him or hate him, people are definitely going to be tuning in to watch him this weekend. And obviously, he's Irish, so we will be supporting him. Uh, Ross, another big fight on the card that has a lot of people talking about it is Marab Devashvili taking on Henry Cejudo. Uh, in the build-up to this fight, Henry Cejudo fires his coach uh, on camera. And then, like, a couple of days later, you see, you see Cap- what's his name, Captain America? Yeah. Yeah, uh, then he's hanging around with Marab Devashvili. So, um... What what way did you see this fight going? Yeah, that guy was always seemed like more of a a side piece character than a coach. Now, like that, I'm probably I'm probably underselling him, but uh, I think Captain Eric they call him. Um, Eric, yeah, yeah, yeah. He see, he seemed like a very strange fella. Uh, not quite to the sa- same level of degree of like Josh Fabian and Diego Sanchez, but like he seemed to be a hanger honor more so than anything else. He seemed to want as much spotlight. Like I remember Henry Cejudo went on. Joe, Joe Rogan, and so did, yeah. so did he. And like Joe Rogan wasn't far off from telling him to shut up. Yeah, but uh, he was dressed up as like Superman there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I honestly don't know what the crack is there, and who knows whether he actually like joined Marab's camp or like he just went over to get a picture to like stir up the internet. You don't really know, or who knows? It could be a ruse from Tony or uh, from Henry Cejudo. Fires him on camera, and then he goes and goes. Henry's going to do this, this, and this, and then he'll actually do the opposite. You never know with Henry Cejudo. He's a he's a he's a funny character. Yeah. Well, he is mates with Kaelin Lockran now, so you never know what, what he could be thinking. Yeah, some people might say that's some serious Don shit. Um, <laughs> but look, very very close fight. If I had to pick, 
I'm probably pick Marab Dash Philly for this fight. Uh, the man is an absolute freight train of human being. Um, I think he, I think he was averaging in his last fight something like a takedown every thirty seconds. Um, so or a takedown attempt every thirty seconds. So like he's gonna push the pace like there's no tomorrow. Not many people can handle that pace, but if there is anyone who can handle that pace, maybe it's Henry Cejudo, Olympic gold medal wrestler. Uh, I think this is going to be very interesting to see. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if more people favor Cejudo, considering he could negate Josh Fiddy's uh, wrestling, and Cejudo's hands seem to be like very impressive as well. But uh, I just think those uh, those gaps, those layoffs in Henry's uh, career, and then just the damage that uh, Olympic wrestling does take on the body, I favor uh, Marab to Josh Fiddy. Also, I feel like Marab should walk out wearing Sean Strickland's jacket, to or Sean O'Malley's jacket. Um, not Bryce Hall's jacket, no. You have, you have, you have, me, you have me hooked on Sean Strickland. Uh, where, where in Sean O'Malley's jacket to then call him out in the post boy press conference? The jacket for the belt, do you know what? Like, uh, as much as I like Henry Cejudo, I, I like, I just think Mirab is like, like in his prime right now, whereas I think Henry's definitely on the, the back end of his career. So, um, if I was going to put money on it, I'd go on Marab as well. But, like, you, Ross, our, 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 our fighter picks never really go to plan, do they? <laughs> no, they're like two out of ten fighter picks. Um, it's like there is other fights on this card. I just want to mention, like, Fluffy Hernandez is taking on Roman Copyloft. That's actually definitely another fight you should check out. These, this card is looking unbelievable. Um, but, like, we have to speak about the biggest fight that Wales will be looking forward to. Is Oban Elliott taking on Val Woodburn? This one's going to be on UC Fight Pass. It's scheduled to be the second fight of the night. I'm really looking forward to this one, man. The man, the myth, the legend, the fucking Oban Elliott. Man, it doesn't get much better than Oban Elliott. Um, what a character. What a man. Like, like you said, but we had him on last week. You have to put a nail in that man's coffin and hammer that nail home before you can put him out there. I've and that it. was one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. Yeah, and bury it. Yeah, you have to put that six feet under the water. Um, I'm I'm dropping speaking. I dropped my own water here, but uh, that man is such a character. So great to see him in the UFC. So great to see him thriving. And please God, he gets the win. Like I, I think I'll be willing him to win more than anyone, and I think he's more than capable of getting the win as well. Yeah, what, what do you think, Val? like has in in his arsenal that Oban should definitely watch out for well look I, I, I do think Val last time out was uh, really unlucky I feel like he, he drew the as you would say the short uh, end of the stick you know he, he's 7-1 for a reason like he was champion on the regional scenes but uh, again not many people get to drop Bo Nickel in their first outing uh, and he was at middleweight as well yeah was at middleweight so look um he has some he has some good power in his hands um and he's got some first round finishes before reaching the UFC but again he hasn't won at this level um I, I'm not too sure when he was winning on the regional scene what level is that at what level of opponent was he fighting at uh, obviously you know to knock someone out in a pro MMA fight you have to have some form of skills but I feel like Oban Elliott's probably fought a higher level of competition uh like he's fought um, James Sheen, he's fought uh, Matt Figlak, I think it is. Uh, um, yep. uh, Madras Fleminish, is that how you say it? Yeah, Fleminus? yeah. So, sorry, sorry for butchering the names, but like he's fought, he's fought guys who we know are skilled. 
and he, he's been in there with them and he's either won or held his own against them. So uh, I, I think I think Oban Elliott's ready for this uh, for this fight and I'm going to pick Oban Elliott to get the job done. Um, I think it could be a late third round finish or it could be a decision for Oban. Yeah, like when you have Richard Shaw in the corner, there's only one way you're going to go and that's straight to the bar with a, after a victory, Ross, isn't it? For a four, sorry, Irish stout, no doubt. Yeah, for a, the smoothest, creamiest stout in the game. You better believe it. Um, Ross, there's been loads of talk about UC 300 main event. Um, Ariel was talking about how they're actually trying to get um, Chimaev. Like that, that's that's the one they're trying to get, Chimaev. So, like, there's talk about Chimaev fighting for the welterweight title against Leon, or fighting for the middleweight title against Drikus, or else they are saying. They could go to Leon versus Bilal Muhammad. Can you tell me which fight you would most like to see headline UFC 300? I think I'd like to see, out of all those ones you named, probably Leon versus Hamza, I think. I think that would be interesting. I think if they are going to do that one, I'd also love to see them do Bilal versus Shavka, also <laughs> added to the card. Is there, room for, another, is there room for another two fights on it? I think Dana said there was like one sort of mid-card fight and then one main event to be added to the show. So I'd be all for that. Do you think it could be risky business though booking Chimaev at 170? Most definitely, but I think that's why you book Bilal and Chavka as the backup. Well, a very good point, man. Who, yeah. who'd, who'd you rob that from? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I, 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 I think give me that and let, let's make it happen. Yeah, and the good the good thing about UC two ninety eight, if you last a whole entire event, Dana says uh, that he's going to announce the UC three hundred fight main event after that after UC two ninety eight. So, uh, like next week's show, we'll be discussing the headliner of UC three hundred. Like that Absolutely. card. Maybe we'll have a look at the card and and Hull and see where, and maybe we'll pull up uh, UFC two hundred and one hundred and see where it ranks against them. Yeah. Why if not? we're allowed, man. If we're allowed, we're gonna have to find if out we're if we're allowed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, shout out to Jack Romanson winning over the weekend as well. You know, I mean that Norwegian Swedish MMA. Um. Straight after the fight, he called out Nasruddin Imovov, and also he called out the Norwegian government to legalize MMA in the country. Ross. Do you think Chaka is the man to uh, get MMA legalized in Norway? I think he's a stand-up guy. Um, from the times we've had him on the show, I think he's uh, he comes across really, really well. Um, and I can't see why it can't be uh, legalized. Um, they've had a lot of fighters come over and fight in clan wars uh, on the pro scene or over here and the amateur scene. So why not get it legalized over there and let them build a sport there? Because uh, obviously they've seen great success in Sweden with the likes of Alexander Gustafsson uh, fighting out there. So why not? Yeah, there's also a young guy, <clears throat> John Felte, Furuheim, who fights on Cage Legacy as well. He's Norwegian. He's one to watch out for as well. We've actually been following him for years. He just came to my mind right there. But uh, Ross, yesterday for Bellator Belfast, the fight card was announced. Um, as people tune in now, if you aren't aware, Carl Moore is taking on Corey Anderson in the main event for the vacant light heavyweight title. And in the co-main, Liam McCourt is fighting Sinead Cabinet for the second time. And um, there's a few other fights that are after being announced in the card. Um, Ross, 
is there something you want to say about this card before we nosedive into it? Well, I, I think it's, I think overall it's a good card. I think it's going to yeah. sell tickets well. Uh, I think obviously Carmore fighting for uh, world title against a world class opponent and uh, Corey Anderson. Uh, Corey Anderson to be competitive in any MMA organization. Um, he, he's top notch. I think it's a massive step up for Carl uh, Moore, and I think it, it's one where he's going to have to rise to the occasion. But obviously, he trains with the the likes of Johnny Walker, so he like he knows what a world class two hundred five er looks like. Um, but yeah, look, here's hoping Carl Moore goes and gets the job done. Uh, Leah Sinead too. Um, obviously, uh, when we post that fight, that 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 sort of went a bit mad. Um, yeah. Donald so, Trump Jr. liked it. <laughs> did he? Swear to God! <laughs> there, there you have it. I don't know. We, I don't know oh which one he's a fan God. of, but uh, we're going on they, the Apprentice, baby. There you have it. When when they get when Donald Trump gets back in the White House here, we're going over to the ceremony. No, not uh, Junior. But, junior. Yeah, but you know he'll he'll bring us over. Full row, yeah. baby. Us and the Nelcoids. <laughs> uh, but look, did, did obviously the first fight. Uh, Sinead having a injured knee very badly and grinded out a win. Um, I'd be very interested to watch this fight with both ladies fully fit for 15 minutes uh, so you can get their hand raised. Um, very strange that Cyborg wasn't announced this card because she was She was also on the post giving out saying that it should have been her. Um, this post had it all, in fairness. So if you haven't seen the post, yeah. go, go rude for the comments because it's, it's definitely an interesting read. Um, but like I said, um, great fight for Irish MMA. Um, two of the best women to ever fight uh, out of Ireland go toe to toe in what would be an absolutely fantastic bout. And again, like I feel like uh, Sinead is defending her crown as as the queen of Irish MMA. Um, yeah, so like can't wait wait to see that one. And then obviously you have the likes of uh, James Gallagher's back, the Jimmy Show. Yeah, uh, I think he's fighting for the first time in Belfast in a very long time. I think he was five and zero or something last time he fought in Belfast. So uh, shout out to James Gallagher, what a man! This trap animal, and that will be a number one contender fight at featherweight against Jeremy Kennedy. So, uh, who knows? We could see the strap animal fighting for the featherweight trap sooner rather than later. That would be absolutely insane to see. Uh, James obviously has an absolutely incredible following, uh, massive fan base, and uh, he, he's an absolute character. I feel like he's really, um, you know, shaved off the thoughts that he's like a McGregor wannabe or a McGregor from Wish, as the kids say these days. Uh, I think he's uh, he's someone who's really sort of come into their own. Obviously, he's a BJJ black belt now uh, as well, so I think that will do even more wonders for his confidence. Uh, also on the card, we have Kieran Clark on the card. Um, wasn't too mad in his matchup. Um, I think he deserves to get a bit of a push at this stage toward title yeah. contention. Uh, he's an 8-0, 8-0 in Bellator. Um like how many fights do Bellator want him to win before he can fight someone in or around the ranked opponents? Like I wouldn't even mind if he fought a ranked opponent, you know, and end up taking a loss. But like I feel like he's he's not getting a good litmus test on himself by fighting someone who's four and one after he's already fought guys who are eight and one, seven and two, six and three, five and three. You know what I mean? I feel like this is just uh, another fight for him. And again, like. I think it was mismanagement from Bellator in his career. He only really got to fight in Ireland. I know he got to fight in, I think it was Rome or Paris once, but like... Uh, I think it was France. Yeah, like, not for, not frequent enough for me for the caliber of fighter that he is. And then I just think it's bizarre that PFL had Nathan Kelly headline the three arena, and now he's buried on the undercard of a Bellator event when PFL are acquiring 
Bellator, why would they let one of their up and coming stars be buried in the prelims when he was previously a headliner? I know it's in Belfast, but like, why didn't he open up the main card uh, if that's the way they want to be viewed as a main event star? Yeah, no, the, 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 I'd agree with your point on Kieran. And the thing is, like, Nathan, after that win in the three arena, like the main event, mm. now, as you like, as you can see on the card, he's like down the, near the bottom, mm. and like he, he's one of the one of PFL's rising European stars. Yeah, and he's so, a finisher uh, as well. Like he goes in there and gets the job done. And again, like he's fighting a random Indian dude who like a win there isn't got, like isn't actually going to do him any favors in terms of bumping him up towards like an upper echelon to the featherweights or get him in in the mix with some of the some of the better featherweights in the division. Now, look, I'm not asking him to be fighting for a title or anything like that. Like, I know he, well, he knows he has to, like, sort of earn his stripes, but, like, he's doing that time after time. And, like, again, I don't think it's a massive step up in competition that he deserves after his last few performances. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't try and put Nathan in on the card in PFL in Paris. Like, where, where yeah. ben, uh, Andres Bender has been announced that he's going to be fighting on that as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, would love to see him, seen him on it, but who knows? Like, we'll just have to see how these things play out. Maybe, he, maybe he wa- thought he, if he had the choice, maybe he had the choice, and he was like, "Oh, you know, what? I'll fight in the Belfast car because I can bring more of my family and friends up to it." You never know. Yeah, you, you do um, never know. You do never know. But going back yeah. and forth probably doesn't really help. But we will yeah. see what happens there. Hopefully, more fighters will be announced on the card, and yeah. uh, we will keep you, you updated. You, who else would you like to see on that card, by the way, Baz? Also, just want to say Fabian Edwards' fight is also a number one contender fight on that card as well. Yeah, uh, I want to see Derek Kelly on it. Yeah. Um, I know we'll get into it, but but like I'm, I'm really surprised Richie Smullen isn't on this card. Mm. Well, maybe he has to win a cage I can see, and then he will be on it. Yeah. Then um, who else would I like to see on it? Maybe give Jordan Fury a run out. Yeah. Wouldn't be against her. Um... I think Nate the Grey Kelly is going to be on the card as well. Is he? Yeah, I saw him in, uh, yeah, I, t- I saw like a promo video and like his face is in it. Okay. Well, have you got someone that in mind that you'd like to see on it? I think I'd actually really like to see maybe like a Matthew Elliott from Fight Academy Ireland or someone fight on it. Someone from FAI. I think if you're doing the card up in Belfast and you don't put one FAI fighter on the card, you know what I mean? I think that's uh, that's poor form. I think... Uh, Obviously, they're one of the best gyms in the country. So I think I'd love to see someone like that. Uh, who because I don't know, I don't know what his contract status is with Octagon or not, but uh, someone like that would be great because I know a lot of them are tied into um cage wires. But getting one or two Fight Academy Ireland uh, people on the card would go a long way, I think. Yeah, also, there's um, it'd be good to see as well Brian Moore on the card as well. Yeah, um. Let us know what you think of this fight card because it actually looks like one of the better ones Bellator have brought in the, yeah, like, definitely. in recent events. Uh, Ross, we cannot we cannot end the show without speaking about Cage Legacy 20. Decky is after coming out with a card that is going down in the warehouse this Saturday. So uh, for people at home, you, you can chill out, watch Cage Legacy 20. And then it will lead nicely into UC 298. Um, also, shout out to Hercules Fadipi fighting the KSW 91 this weekend. But Ross, Cage Legacy 20, Cage Legacy is back. What do you make of this event? And what fight are you most looking forward to seeing? 
I think the fight I'm actually looking forward to seeing most of Cage Legacy is uh, Jake and Guy versus uh, Fufu Fares. I think that one is two standout bantamweights who I rate quite highly. And they're going to toe for the belt. So that is the actual fight I'm looking forward to most. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Conor McCarthy in his pro debut. I think that's going to be incredible to watch. I think he is someone who the entire Irish MMA scene have been lauding over for a long time. So let's see how he transitions to pro. Obviously, Richie Smullen is a massive get for the promotion. Um, he, he, he's known all over the country. Um, he's BJJ black belt. Like some of his uh, his heel hooks and stuff like that are some of the best in the game. He's... Um, He's an absolutely massive, massive win for KHX to have on the card. Uh, George Grozev has been smashing people at flyweight and at um, bantamweight um, ever since he's come on the scene in Ireland. And uh, it'd be very interesting to see how he goes because uh, we've seen uh, Edward Hill and martial arts, Sean O'Bannon go the whole way to the UFC. I think he's their next best prospect. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Alex Fagan and Rean Wildot are going to fight for the uh, welterweight or Reno Flaherty. I think Reen Will. Is, I think is his Instagram handle or well, it was anyway. Uh, I think it's uh, underscore dot jpeg. I think it is. Okay, uh, they're they're fighting for the welterweight belt, and um, I'm really looking forward to that one as well. I think that I think that was uh, an interesting back and forth as well, because uh, it, it's uh, it'll be uh, John Cavanaugh versus Owen Roddy in the corners, which we thought we were getting with Binder Skizzy, but it didn't come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like train alto all over again but yeah exactly so uh yeah look i think it's a great card uh deck and ken is putting together some great fights i can't i can't wait to sit home and watch watch them i think it's going to be an unbelievable card and uh, there ain't no show like a cage legacy show as they say but um yeah looking forward to it. if you can get to the warehouse it seems like a really cool venue to go watch the fights at definitely try and get some tickets if there are any left but um yeah, Irish MMA won't stop anytime soon. Yeah. Um, Ross, just before I get into the questions that the people at home so kindly sent in, um, if you ever want to get a question in, we post a box every Sunday on the Instagram, and you can get your questions in there. Uh, just a big quick heads up for next week. Uh, Cage Warriors is back, 166 in San Diego. Cage Conflict 11 goes down in Belfast on the Saturday. PFL versus Bellator goes down on the Saturday as well, and UC Fight Night, Moreno versus Royval too. But, Ross, the questions. The questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at the very, very top, the one I sent in. <laughs> Which do you prefer? Power Slap or BKFC, a.k.a. Bare Knuckle FC? Um, if, you could, if, you could, if you could go against me, Ross, would you rather slap the head off me or... Bare knuckle the hair head off me. See, like I respect the sport of bare knuckle more because there's actually more skill involved in it. But I am more entertained by power slap, if I can say that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 going to be my answer. If I'm honest, what about okay, you? But, uh, like I'd say the bare knuckle guys and girls are more athletes but there's something about the production for power slap that's really really good as well um uh, if like you... i like knowing that you're seeing someone get a slap and then like you have to see that they survive and then slap back effectively <laughs> if you got okay if we won two tickets would you rather go to bare knuckle 
or or a power slap. Probably power slap. I just think. It's yeah, really I think I'd rather go to power slap. Yeah, I yeah. think it's more because like, people think it's barbaric or whatever. But like, these two people are w- signing up willing participants, so I'm yeah, not as like, much of a hater on it. I'd go to both, but like, yeah. I think power slap. Uh, hmm. I, I think I'd go for power slap. Uh, let's let's see what the people say. Um, here we go. A question from Dara Collins O'Regan. Which upcoming show are you mo- more excited for? Cage Legacy or Cage Conflict? Oh. Ooh, ooh. Look, both shows are absolutely incredible. Uh, but for me on this occasion, I'm actually more looking forward to Cage Conflict. And I'm going to tell you why. I yeah. think there is slightly more people I'm looking forward to seeing on the Cage Conflict card. Um, and there's one or two fights that I think... like I think the best upcoming fight that I'm looking to watch is actually Sen and Koki versus James Hughes. I think they're two top amateur welterweights going toe, so I can't wait to see that. Uh, also, um, the guys uh, up in Fight Academy Ireland are super high on Corey McLaughlin. He's fighting for the featherweight title soon, so I can't wait to see that. And then, I feel like people are sleeping on Tiernan and Lockran. And I, I know that might seem wild to say, but I feel like there's been a lot of hype behind Conor McCarthy and much deserved, but I feel like people aren't talking about turning the lock around as much. And I just think with that, you're also getting Henry Cargan and Eamon Dean on the card as well, who are very young in their pro pro career. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two fights as well. And then just, just throughout the card, I feel like I know more of the fighters on the Cage Conflict card and I'm more familiar with them than the Cage Legacy one. And the Cage Legacy card, correct me if I'm wrong, seems to have less fights than normal. Are we correct in saying that? Well, uh, it's just Cage Conflict has so many fights. True. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. But Cage Conflict, I think, at the moment, is uh, is the one I'm looking forward to more. But again, you shouldn't judge a fight until it's happened. Well, that that was the question sent in. So uh, that's yeah. the thing. Whoever sends the questions in, we're gonna just we're gonna read them out and we're gonna answer them. Yeah. Um, what about you, Baz? Which one are you looking forward to more? Look, the thing is, I. I I, in my opinion, I'm really the Cage Legacy. What's really selling Cage Legacy 20? What's really selling for me is Conor McCarthy's pro debut. Yeah, um, even Big judging time. by the even judging by the polls and the, the people like talking to us about that fight, that's what the fans are looking forward to. MMA fans. Um, but the Cage Conflict card, I know way more fighters, and I think if I if I had to go to one of them. I think I'd go for a cage conflict. But in saying that, Cage Legacy 21's main event with Max Lally on it, I think, is probably better than Cage Legacy 20. So, yeah. Like, I mean, they're both good. It's not as if one's shit and one's, one's fantastic. They're both good. So it's very, very like slim pickings. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are, these are two unbelievable events for both promotions to kick off the air with. Yeah. And they're back, like, back to back. Um, yeah. so that's why you have to make sure you tune in next week as well uh, Ross here's just one more question before we wrap things up because I know uh, we both have to get on with the, the rest of the day but uh, this one's from Spearing Detail do you see more Irish fighters taking the Bellator for slash PFL PFL route instead of UFC for the faster exposure and money not that Bellator PFL is a bad thing just the UC is a longer, harder route to break into. I think 
there's a few factors of this. I think one factor is the gym you're in. I think certain gyms steer their fires to different promotions. And then I also think it depends. See, when you're on the come up and you're a fighter, you're trying to train full time, you're probably broke, and then the PFL or Bellator might come along with nice bag of cash. That's very hard to say no to. I suppose the UFC route tends to be maybe slightly less money on the way, but then obviously, you know, you look at, you know, the best business brain to ever do MMA and Conor McGregor and look what he's developed on from it. So it's one of those ones where, you know, the UFC can be massive long-term gain. Uh, but these other shows are not to be snubbed at. Like, you know, um, PFL and Bellator are obviously merging together and their talent pool is going to be larger. They're probably going to put on closer to the amount of shows the UFC are putting on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with going to them. I think competition is healthy. And I think um, having multiple shows available for Irish fighters is fantastic. And I think one thing hindering more if fighters going to the UFC is the UFC not coming to Ireland. So if the UFC want to get more Irish fighters on, well then they need to come to Dublin more often. What's well, been 10 years since they've come here. So yeah. like that's always going to hinder the amount of Irish talent under that banner. Yeah. Also, if if I was watching now, I think like if you're going to go, like look at Kieran Clark, he just resigned with Bellator. But mm. I think like if you're making noise and you're winning fights, and then your your contract ends, the likes of like Kayla Harrison, the MVPs, the Michael mm. Chanders, then you're gonna the UFC are gonna want to take it. So like yeah. if you believe like if you back yourself, and the money's there. And then the promotion g- gets going because it's like, well, it's either that or else stay local and then try and get your clan wars or your cage legacies to promote you. Whereas, like, if the PFLs or the Bellators or the Octagons are coming around, I don't see why you shouldn't take it because, like, mm-hmm. you're up and running, you're like living a better life and a life that you, you deserve because all that blood, sweat, and tears is, uh, like, once you hit look at your bank account, that's what it's all going into. So, um, I'd I'd say, or even your cage warriors as well. It mm. it does depend because we know SPG Ireland don't associate themselves with cage warriors, but um, I think it's a it's a base by base situation. But um, some people are out here to make money, and then some people want to go to the UFC. And uh, as the time has gone on, UFC are more yeah. open to PFL and Bellator fighters as well. So I don't think you have to be absolutely pigeonholed. Yeah, I, I, I do think sometimes you need to, when you're asked that question, you probably need to look at maybe a specific fighter and say, do you think yeah. it's right for them as opposed to do you think it's right for a generalization of scene? Because I also think if you have a bit of character to you and a bit of star power, the UFC is more enticed to you as opposed to some people are just really good at fighting but then don't have much charisma to them and UFC aren't as interested in them. Yeah, and also it depends on, like, does, does this person have kids or yeah. does this person still live at home? Like, it's... There's uh, a lot of the lifestyle is a massive, massive factor. <laughs> yeah, like do you do your shopping in like in Gucci or <laughs> do you do it in Primark? Yeah, there you have it, Basmo. But uh, great, great to have uh, the show back. Uh, even though it didn't actually really go for too long, we'll just an extra day or two. But uh, 
yeah, look, that's 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 the latest MMA of the week. We'll, we'll probably have a guest on for you next week. Uh, obviously, we didn't know when we are going to get to record this week yeah. just with uh, me having another kid. So that's that's where this week came. But um, look, thanks a million for everyone who is watching. If you can, drop us a subscribe on YouTube. That would help us massively. We'd really, really like that. Or if you're uh, not following us on any socials, uh, look us up. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, but yeah, leave a comment glasses, below. The glasses give it away. The glasses do give it away. Uh, leave a comment uh, below on what you thought of the show, or if there's anything you'd like us to add into the show. Uh, thanks a million for everyone for listening. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energize show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.